The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, bro. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> uh, never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to 2022 and welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I am your host, Ace Boogie. My co-host, Zim, is currently out on vacation, so I'm going to be doing the heavy lifting. And one thing that we're going to talk about in this upcoming uh, podcast or in this podcast is the upcoming matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. I've been thinking about this game uh, for a, a lot of time, honestly. Like this is one that I think is going to be one of the Bengals' biggest games of the season, especially with what's going on. So shout out to everybody checking in on the chat. If you are watching this on YouTube, please be sure to leave this uh, with a like and be sure to comment. Uh, also be sure to subscribe to my page, New Stripe City, as well as Zim's YouTube channel, Zim Pude. Uh, and definitely be sure to leave us some comments and likes there. We appreciate that. Happy New Year to everybody in the chat. Appreciate you guys for rocking with us. We got some major things coming for you guys in 2022. But let's talk about this game. Now, Zim did send me some of his notes, so I'm going to go through some of those here as I get them pulled up. But obviously, this game has a lot of ramifications. You talk about the AFC talk about Joe Burrow versus Pat Mahomes. This is a major game, right? Not only for the Bengals, if they win this one, they pretty much have a pretty solid chance of sewing up the division. Uh, but if they lose this one, it kind of opens things up 
until week 18, right? And I think at this point, with you getting the Chiefs at home and not having to travel there and coming off of a red-hot game against the Baltimore Ravens and facing a red-hot offense in the Kansas City Chiefs, I think that this is one where it's a statement game, right? This will really be the benchmark for me personally to tell whether or not this team is ready for a Super Bowl run. That's right, a Super Bowl run. Uh, I think based off of how this game, this is just me personally, if they are able to win this game and come out with it, I think that this will show that they can be elite teams and that they can take this thing to the next level and that when we get into February, this team could potentially be there, right? But they have to do it first. And I think that this is a game that really will be a statement game here. Uh, so let me get into some of Zim notes. And I think we got a super chat already uh, in the in the comments. My boy, Rogray85 with the $20 super chat. Appreciate that, Rogray. He says that he feels that we are going to win. Um, and Carson says, Ace, do you think we're low-key Super Bowl contenders? Like I just said, I think if they win this game, I think that the Super Bowl contender talk is real. I legitimately think that. And I legitimately think that this team definitely can go toe-to-toe with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. And the reason that I feel like that is that is why we drafted Joe Burrow, right? It wasn't anything against Andy Dalton and, and the company before, or it wasn't anything against Marvin Lewis as far as us going with Zach Taylor as the coach. The NFL is an offensive league, and I think Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and guys like that have really changed this league and what it looks like. And in order to beat those guys and to beat a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, you had to go out and you had to go and get Joe Burrow. You had to go out and you had to get the Migos, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, as well as Jamar Chase. That is one of the reasons that you did that, right? You had to get as many arms as you could, and then you had to go ahead and bring back Joe Mixon. So with all of those guys, if Joe calls them, Joe Mixon calls them the Fantastic Four, that's the reason why you got these guys to take on teams like a Kansas City Chiefs, that's why you hire Zach Taylor to be able to put up points to score with these teams. Uh, so I'm going to go through some of Zim's game notes. I'm just going to skim through some of them. Uh, one of the things that he's saying as far as the key to victory here, he says that the Bengals cannot afford to blitz all game. Uh, they have to try to get home with the four guys. And I understand that. And honestly, I think that's what the Bengals typically do, right? Like we don't really do the zero blitz too often. For the most part, we really hang back in zone and, and try to get there with our four. So Zim sees that um, being one of the keys is that they cannot afford to just send free blitzers against Mahomes. Mahomes is pretty good against the blitz. I believe according to PFF, I think he's got a 75 passing grade against the blitz. He's actually better against the blitz than he is when not being pressured and when he has a clean pocket, believe it or not. Uh, he also says Hilton and Waynes. Obviously, Trey Waynes is going to be out of this game, so I, I think that he's saying that uh, Hilton is definitely going to be a key there. Uh, Hendrickson, Hubbard, and Liddy have to get home. They have to. I agree with him there. Uh, they're going to have to try to win this one in the trenches. I think the most pressure that you can put on Pat Mahomes by rushing for is definitely imperative in this game. And it's imperative that this defense steps up and gives this offense opportunities. I think that it could be a high scoring game, but I think if the Bengals are able to force any kind of turnovers, fumbles, interceptions against Mahomes and limit some of those drives and try to get some three and outs against this Kansas City Chiefs offense, I think that that will bode well for them. If they can do that, that would definitely go a long way to this offense. Uh, he also says that Jamar Chase in space has to be forced. As soon as you have the ball snapped, 
if you have to, and in the offense, it, and make sure that the offense is that you're going to unleash RPOs and wide receiver screens. So I agree with him there. Like we saw last week what getting Jamar Chase in space did against the Ravens. If they can repeat that against the Chiefs, I think they have a good uh, recipe there. He also says Higgins is playing out of his mind. The last eight weeks, there's only been two other wide receivers that are statistically matching up with him. He's catching 74.2% of his targets, and that according to Zim, seems like slot numbers. Outside receivers usually don't catch at that rate downfield. Please go look. This is beyond elite. These guys are definitely playing at an elite level. He also is saying something about illegal contact isn't really being called that much this year. A third of it uh, is being called in the previous couple of years. The ball is in the air more, and the focus is particularly in the climax of the football, and guys have been allowed to be a little handsy. So he's saying not to expect that the illegal contact will be being called, and we saw that kind of in that Browns and Packers game. And then another one here that he's saying is that a lot of people forget that Joe Joey B, Joe Burrow, was on a 25 drop back leash for the first six to eight weeks of the season when we took on the Packers to OT. Uh, it carried in the overtime, but Burrow was handing the ball off. That's not going to be an issue Sunday. So um, I agree with him on all of those points there. A lot of people do forget that Joe Burrow was on that kind of snap limit, kind of throw limit kind of thing that they had earlier uh, with him coming off of the knee injury. So um, that's interesting um, to really take into this game because that leash has been taken off. Uh, he's still wearing a brace, right? But the leash has been taken off. So if this one gets into a shootout, uh, similar to what we saw with Joe Burrow throwing for 40-plus times last game, he can get into that bag. i uh, got some more Super Chats here I'm going to run through. Vape Guy for $5. I'll be there tomorrow, which I had a Bengals rain suit instead. I got the one I use for fishing. That's John from Kentucky. Who day, John? Um, if you don't know who that is, he is a legend from the Inside the Jungle podcast. So glad to see him tapped in and tuned in here and then my guy the coma show 199 says he'll take over streaming streaming duties on sunday um so we'll get together on that i think you if you guys want to watch his channel please be sure to subscribe there i will not be streaming uh tomorrow because it is my wife's birthday weekend so i will not be here uh, tomorrow streaming the game unfortunately uh but uh, the Coma Show will be streaming it live there, so definitely be sure to check him out over there. But I'm going to give in uh, – I'm going to kind of go ahead and give my thoughts on this game, right? So looking at it from the service level, I think that these are two top offenses in the NFL, right? you got Pat Mahomes, who kind of isn't like his typical Pat Mahomes self, right? He hasn't been the legendary Pat Mahomes this season. With that being said, he's still playing solid. Like even if you don't get Pat Mahomes' top-tier performance this season, you're still going to get a really good quarterback, right? Um, so although he is, and I guess if you're judging by Pat Mahomes' standards, he's having somewhat of a down year in comparison to that. Still a really good quarterback. Still a team that started off slow here in Kansas City, uh, that ended up winning eight straight games in a row, right? And they ended up also winning last week without Travis Kelsey. It starts with those guys, right? Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, and Tyreek Hill. We all know that, right? I believe they have some injuries at the running back front, so we will not see, I believe, Clive Edwards-Alaire for them, which means that we're going to get probably a running back by committee look from them. 
I'm not really worried about the run. I think that the Bengals do very well against the run. We all know that. DJ Reader is expected to be back for this game. You also have Logan Wilson expected to be back. And I think that those are extremely important because you want to make this team one-dimensional, right? And that's what the Bengals' defense has really done a lot this season. But the one thing that they're going to need, as I alluded to earlier in the show, I think is to try to get at least one to two turnovers in this game, uh, forcing that Kansas City offense to get off of the field and giving the ball back to Joe Burrow in the offense. I think that that's definitely key there. The other thing is this. The Bengals offense has to be as consistent as it was against the Ravens. Not exactly that consistent, right? Not to the point where they're not punting at all, but they have to be near that. They need to be near that that kind of Detroit performance, that first Ravens game and this Ravens game performance. They have to be there. They have to put the, those punts in those points in bunches, and they've got to be able to score early and often uh, because this is a team in the Kansas City Chiefs that even if they get out to a slow start, we've seen in the past, that they can come back on you. Uh, and so I think that we offensively have got to do that. Another thing, this Chiefs defense is somewhat good, right? It is a lot better. They had some struggles early on in the season. I think a lot of people are overlooking that just because lately they have really clamped down and really have played well but there, you know, no defense is perfect, essentially. And I think that uh, in order for us to not help that defense, we have to limit turning the ball over. I think Joe Burrow has done a great job of that in the last couple of weeks. If they can continue that against this team and in this game, I think that that will bode well for them. Uh, I think offensively as well, Chris Evans is another X factor, as Fred Betts points out in the comments. I think that he's he's right about that. Being able to put him on mixing on the field at the same time or in different spurts will definitely keep the defense guessing. And I think really one of the keys to this game, as much as we want to really let it fly, and I'm not saying that we can't, the Bengals are a team that can do both. The biggest weakness, I think, for the Kansas City defense is that run defense. You got to get mixing the ball. You got to attack them in those areas. But I think that the Bengals have done a really good job of marrying the run with the pass. That was something that they wanted to do this season. I think that they've been able to do that. So if they can marry the run with the pass and really get Joe Mixon, I think, nearly you know 18 to 20 carries I think that they can win this game because the more that you run against this team the more that you can take them off of the field they did have a loss earlier this season to the Titans I believe that may have been the last game they lost is the streak that they've been on so um, that may be a key as well but the thing that's cool about Joe Mixon and Chris Evans you can use those guys in the passing game as well and I think that if they are able to to get the run game established in the past I think that that bodes well and then the Migos man I mean no team I feel like in the NFL is really has the personnel to really line up against these guys and limit them. You got T Higgins doing this thing. You have Tyler Boyd doing this thing. You have Jamar Chase doing this thing. Continue to do that more and marry the run with the pass and stay aggressive. Keep your foot on the neck, especially if you hop out to a lead. And I think that this is a winnable game if these guys do that. Uh, now, defensively, a lot of people are talking about what looks we should play whether they should do, you know, a two-man shell or something like that. I think just play your game defensively. The Bengals' defense has really been impressive for the most part of the season. They really don't get the credit that they deserve uh, because I feel like a lot of the times the offense was inconsistent and didn't allow to show an accurate picture of the defense, right? The offense at times was turning the ball over. They had three and outs at some points. Now, that hasn't been recently, right, outside of really probably the Broncos game. Um, in some of those other games, but 
I think that is as long as they can step up and do their thing, they should be fine. You're not going to shut down Tyreek Hill. You're not going to shut down Travis Kelsey. You can only hope to contain those guys. Even with Pat Mahomes, you got to contain him and force them into some uh, some situations. But I think that this is a game that the Bengals can win, and I think that they have a very good chance at winning it. With everything on the line, with them being at home, with this being a West Coast team traveling to the stadium, I think both teams coming off of a win. So Kansas City doesn't really have a chip on their shoulder coming into this game. If they were, you know, coming off of a trap game and Cincinnati, you know, they've also just blown out the Ravens. But I think that they're focused on this game and rightfully so they should be. They're focused on the game, the division and not allowing it to take until week 18 uh, to really wrap this one up. Now, the one thing is. They've had streaks where they've won two games, but they haven't really put together the three game in a row kind of thing um, so at consistently, I think, so far this season. So we'll see if they can continue that streak or break that open. But I think that Joe Burrow in the mode of this Bengals team is exactly what we kind of expected. And I feel like they just went to a whole nother level last week against the Ravens. And I think that they unlocked something there as far as their confidence, as far as consistency, and as far as being able to really uh, attack defenses in ways where defenses are just going to have to respond to them. C.J. Uzama, I think that he's also going to be a big one in this. The offensive line in the trenches, they have got to come to play against these guys. They've had some issues uh, in, in a few weeks. It hasn't been to the point where it's really cost them games, but this can be one where it does, right? They've got to make sure – when they're in the trenches that they're holding up, giving Joe Burrow a decent pocket. And Joe has done some things as well to be able to have that pocket awareness where he's moving around when guys do come through. But if they can do that, I think that they will be okay. Um, so I'm going to go to a couple of super chats here. got another one from Josh Holland for $5. Appreciate that, John. How do you think the O-line will hold up against Frank Clark and company? I think that the O-line will be fine. Um, they are also getting Xavier Suofilo back. I don't think that he's starting, right? But it gives you some more quality depth there, especially with Jackson Carmen. They'll probably give him some time to just get back adjusted. You have uh, Hakeem Adenergy there. So I think that they'll be fine. And I think that they've held their own in terms of that. Right tackle, I believe, um, is also solid as well. So we'll have to see what happens. But, you know, for me, this is just a game where, you got to come. You got to protect Joe. You got to make sure that you're coming out swinging and, and firing on all cylinders. And you got to keep the turnovers to the minimum. And I think if they do that and they force some turnovers from the Kansas City side and they match them, I think that they definitely um, can come out of here with a victory. And if they get this victory, bro, I'm all about the, the Super Bowl smoke, the Super Bowl talk, all of that. I'm definitely all the way with it. Um, also, as Mike Rosine points out, congratulations to Willie Anderson being a finalist for the Hall of Fame. Um, it's just a dope moment for Houday Nation. Everything is really coming together. Joe Burrow's getting the praise. The offense is getting the praise, whether it's T. Higgins, whether it's the Migos, Tyler Boyd, whether it's Joe Mixon. Everybody's getting all of this. So it's just a real big culmination of Houday. That's really what it is. It's Houday world right now. Everything is going in our favor. Hopefully it goes in our favor on Sunday. Going to get into a couple more Super Chats here. Ashton Lane with the $2 Super Chat. Appreciate that. Still guaranteed death, taxes, and 85 all the way is always open. And, of course, he's talking about my man T. Higgins, who I was a huge fan of uh, before the draft, after we drafted him. Still a huge fan. So 
Glad that T is doing his thing. Him and Jamar Chase both. I know you guys, this sounds like a broken record because we hear this on every sports show. Two receivers with a thousand yards receiving. You also have Joe Mixon doing his thing. And this is something that we haven't seen. Joe Burrow doing his thing. We haven't seen with these guys being under 25. So um, this is this is just the beginning, guys. This is just scratching the surface. But best believe this team has the talent and is built in the way that the AFC is set up this season. They can make a run. They can really make a run. But it really starts with this one right here. Um, but also, I'm just glad that Willie Anderson is getting the respect and credit he deserves. He's obviously, to me, really has been the best right tackle of his generation. Um, so it's good to see him getting to that finalist. And hopefully, I think because they decided to institute that fan vote aspect, hopefully that helps push him in. And hopefully we will be celebrating um, not only a great Bengal season, but also our Hall of Famers getting the credit that they deserve. And I think he Willie is just honestly a selfless guy. and He's just a great guy. Um, and even with this moment, he still took that time to acknowledge guys like Corey Dillon, Chad Johnson, all of these guys that were out there that he played with, uh, I believe also Takeo Spikes, as guys that he feels like should really get the respect and, and notoriety that they deserve as well. So even in a moment where it is about him making the finalist as a making the list as a finalist, right? He's still talking about other guys and giving credit to him. And that's just the type of guy that Willie Anderson is. Always brought his lunch pail with him to work, always setting a good example, whether the Bengals are winning or losing always held it down against premium pass rushers that are in the Hall of Fame now that did not get off on him like that. So it's good to see that he is finally getting that notoriety there um, and also a friend of the show. Um, and then the Acoma show for 199 has a super chat here that says, if we don't turn the ball over, we win. It's that simple. It's really that simple to me as well. And I think another thing is we're on solid boy watch. Can we get solid boy a thousand yards in these next two weeks? I think that they can do it. I think he's a tough guy. I think he's honestly the best slot in the league, if not, you know, top three. So you can argue with your mammy on that. He's top three in my book as far as a slot receiver in the league. I think that he can definitely do some things in this game. I'm not as afraid of the Chiefs defense as everyone else. I believe that they have, I respect them. I believe that they have the talent, but any defense, I don't care who it is. The Migos, the weapons on this team are a tall task for any defense. I'm not saying that they're just going to obliterate their defense, right? But I think that just like we're worried about the Chiefs offense and what it can do, the Bengals offense, I think has more weapons, more skilled players, and with that comes caution as well. So no disrespect to the guys and what they do over there uh, with the Chiefs defense. But I just feel like any defense that steps across from this 11 on offense is going to have some issues. It's going to have guys that can be explosive, as we've seen 10 explosive plays this season from the Bengals of 50 yards or more. They can get back to that. They can do it all. They can turn into a running team, a power running team against you. They can turn into a passing team. This might literally be. One of the greatest offenses, not only in Bengals history, but potentially in football, if they can put it together. That's the big if, if they can put it together. We saw what happened and we've seen what happened uh, when they can put it together. And if they can do that against Kansas City and potentially through a playoff run, man, we are looking in. Um, we're going to be in store for some really good games. And so 
Before I get out of here, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Midwest Best Barbecue. They're over at 669 Justice Court in Loveland, Ohio. Please be sure to stop in and get you some wings. Uh, definitely in the new year in 2022. They also have ice cream. They also have brisket as well. They also have pork as well. Uh, so if you want to get some really good food and it's lunchtime where you're at or it's near and dinner, definitely be sure to check them out. Worth it. Um, tell them that Ace and Zim sent you for sure. And so with that being said, man, I'm just feeling like the Bengals can really do some big things tomorrow. I think that this might be the most exciting game of the season. There's so much on the line. This is something that we should be looking forward to. Hopefully everybody's going to pack out PBS and make it really a home field advantage for us. So we're going to need you guys yelling in the jungle tomorrow. The, the, all the guys on the team are going to need you. Uh, but we've got the confidence, and it starts with number nine. And he's going to be taking on number 15, who we know is one of, if not the best quarterback in the league. And this is Joe's shot to come for the throne after the season that he's put up. I think if Joe Burrow gets a win here, I think that not only are him, uh, he's he's probably going to run away with the comeback player of the year. Uh, I think if he gets this win and potentially another one in Cleveland, right, I think he runs away with that. But you have to really give some real consideration into at least giving him, you know, one or two MVP votes if he does outplay Pat Mahomes in this in this game because he's had some games where he's going toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers, uh, with Lamar Jackson. Now, if he does this against Pat Mahomes, man. Uh, but um, we'll have to see how things happen. And I also think if they get these one to two victories, Zach Taylor's got to be in the running for Coach of the Year. But Honestly, none of that matters. It's about trying to come out and get in this victory. It's about making a statement. It's about trying to solve this division. And I had a confidence that the Bengals can do it. So I am Ace Boogie, my man Zim. Uh, we will be back. You know that this is probably one of the most important games in Bengals history. Uh, but we're going to represent there. And, of course, I got to end this with a yes. Sersky. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> uh, never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.